everyone, welcome back again to What the Iconist Podcast, where we talk about the heroes of yesteryear today and do all that stuff. Now let's get right down to it because we've got a special guest with us today. But before we start, let's do a round table. Here's how we go. You know who I am? Mm. Barry3D for Deep Dark Delicious. Hey, where you can find me at the links down below or simply at Barry3D.com. Right on. Now, on my side, as always, my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, my cousin, who's put up with me for all these years. Not because we family, but we friends. Uh, yeah, what? I got to send him the check. Who am I talking about? The one and only. DJ Rod C. Yes, people. We here. We here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And like yeah. usual, when we talk about the man and the cow, the mm. Cape Crusader, the Dark Knight, there's only mm. one person we can turn to, turn to to do it right. My man, my comrade, my other friend who's put up with all my madness over the years. Yeah, the check's in the mail. The one and only Mr. Thomas Patrice. Hey, folks, how you doing? I'm Thomas Patrice. I'll be dropping some more information on a new thing I got going on. But first, let's get into this tonight. Let's get into this tonight. We will. Mm. We will. And then just before we start, we got to show up the man that's made us look so pretty. If you need any kind of digital work, you need a poster mm -hmm. done for fun mm -hmm. or for or professional, whatever it is, online, templates, the whole nine yards. And you've seen the other episodes, you've seen the logos I got. Remember, go to Redbubble, look for the Iconist podcast and buy our merch, support the show. Right on is the one and only Jason Reese, a.k.a. AKA Jaybird Digital Arts. Jaybird Digital Arts. Here's how it goes. If you turn around and you reach out to Jay and you say you heard about him on the Iconist podcast, he'll give you a what? Discount. Listen, save your ducats. Go to Jay Bird Digital. Thank you. Right on. If you need some fast, good art, check out Jay Bird. Jay Bird is the magic. Woo! He's going to get tired of this. He's like, oh, come on, guy, you're killing me. No, man, honestly. No, in a laughing way. He, video, he, that's what I'm saying. He'd be doing like, hey, I'm killing me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fellas, thank you for the love. You guys are killing me, man. Look, we, we this is the Iconist podcast, you know, second year in. We going strong. And even mm -hmm. then, we just passed a milestone and didn't realize it. We just did episode number 75. This is episode number 76. Congratulations. You passed 75. Thank you. Thank you we very much. We passed 75 made, episodes. made it through. And we got episodes on Patreon. So go to our Patreon page. You can do a one-time tip, or you can just join the page and once again support the show. Let's go. Let's support, go. support, 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 support. Thank you, Thomas. Now here it comes down to the you know the brass tacks. Mm. Tonight, today, whenever you listen to this podcast, doesn't matter. <laughs> we, we all there, we universal. As you can see from the title. Now I know you're gonna think, Barry, really? I'm like, yeah, and I explain why. Today, the icon is Mm. Batman, but holy terror! Now, usually we don't go into the big guys because they've been covered by a lot of other channels. We try to bring you the hidden gems, but I mm. feel that this one-shot book by Elseworlds, right? Back in 1991, Batman: Holy Terror had enough of a twist, and when you read it and you look at the state of the world today, mm -hmm. you're gonna go, O M G. Facts. Right? Fact. Fact. right, you know. So we will get right into it. I'm going to get into some quick history. So as I said, this book was published in 1991. It was under the Elseworlds title, which is DC's version of What If. Let's be real, you know. And it was written by Alan Burnett, and the artist was Norm Borfogel. Rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Love this art, and this is what drew me to it was Norm's art. And you know, people might have different takes on the book. And myself, I read it. I love the spin they were doing. Mm -hmm. And I think they could have gone more. I mean, I know the what-ifs are usually a, a, a one-time tale, but with – and we'll get into that in our discussion. So that, that that's that's the baseline. Bruce Wayne is still Bruce Wayne. Uh, there's other familiar characters in the storylines that mm -hmm. come and go, as you would see. Some of them have a little bit thing. But what I liked is it had that Alan Moore feel that they t uh, took real people in history and put them in there and just changed one small thing. And boom, butterfly effect. Right on. So let me, let me let me go around right now. So I know I read the book, and this is something that jumped out to me. Rod, Rod, did you read Batman Holy Terror? I did read the Holy Terror of Batman. Yes. Ooh. Listen, it's um definitely 
as you say, you can clearly, when you get into it, you start to realize, you start to see some similarities and start seeing like things. This is not the Gotham I know of. These are not the droids in the Gotham that I know of. <laughs> Fine. There's something different up in here. And you start to get into, you start to realize, and it clearly explains like within the first few pages, you know, the different similarities and how it just branches off. And you realize, oh, we're going less. All right, cool. Bring your, bring your, bring your sandwiches, kids. We're going on a nice ride. That's really what it is. Um, I like I like the parody right. in a sense of you see the similarities. So you start to see and realizing you start to see the characters that you're accustomed to. And the great thing about the book, they brought out characters that you know, you know, Bruce, Alfred, Jim Gordon. We'll go into more people. But you yes. start to see the similarities and then you start to see like, oh, that's a different twist on that particular individual, which we'll get into. So I like I like the whole concept of it. And uh, it was it was nice. It was nice. I would definitely say these, this is one of those what if type of scenarios that is like golf clap, golf clap, golf clap. Right on. So we got a guest. We got to talk to the guest. Uh, I'm about so to Thomas, say, let's do it. Let's do this, Thomas. Obviously. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> I read this book. This book is the book of all books. No, I I I was turned on to it by my boy Barry. Um, I went through it. I read it. I okay. Let me tell you something. The Elf World books—they're not just books; they're novels. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the thing I liked about this one, just like Gotham by Gaslight, yes, the collection of it, we take mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. out of his element and put him back into it with a twist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. The thing I love about this is not just the art; it's not just the setup of the story. It's where the story leads and carries the reader, right? Because we all know Bruce Wayne is, you know, he's the Batman. He was shocked as a child. His parents died. He vowed a vengeance on all criminals. What if the twist was Bruce Wayne sees his parents dusted in front of him, mm-hmm. but turns to the one person that we know Bruce Wayne never really relied on? Hmm. Or the one I should say. God. Oh. Exactly. So the thing I loved about this book was, yeah, there was not just one twist. There was not just one plot. No, no. This book took him out of his element and made him somebody who had to turn away from what he wanted to be to become who he needed to be. Absolutely. And see, and that there, sorry, and that there in the opening pages is what grabbed me. One, so, you know, he saw his parents pass away. Same Mm -hmm. thing. But it really, first of all, went, you know, instead of going left, it went right. And he was like, he got taken in. Alfred's still there, right? Jim Gordon's still there. Turns around and he finds the Lord. He, mm-hmm. he tries to find peace with the trauma. Yeah. I like that because it's true. I mean, how many people have gone through trauma and you said, hey, you know what? I know I went through this and I found my savior. And I'm, I'm not trying to make this a preachy episode, but people find faith. And regardless of who you believe or what you believe, I'm not mm-hmm. talking about that. You just find your faith <clears throat> to get your, your running to deal with the trauma to move on in life, right? And he made his peace with it. He still has the mansion, gave a lot of that stuff away, right? Um, and, 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 and went rereading it. I, I saw something a little bit different and I'll talk about it soon, but, I like that he he grows up as a normal man. He doesn't go around training around the world. Right. He's not traumatized, looking for vengeance. He's found peace. He's dealt with it as best as possible. And, you know, and then Jim Gordon shows up and says, I got to tell you something. Uh, I should have told you this a long time ago. It wasn't a random accident that was the death of your parents. It was, seems to be someone put a hit on them. And it kind of turned his world upside down. No, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you get a little bit of interaction with them saying, oh, I was trained to be an inquisitor, which is their version of police officer. Right. And then he said, no, I'm going to stick with the Lord. So this is why he's still, he's young. He's in shape and, and he has certain skills and they just how they try to explain it. Right. But before we can get into that, you got to talk, let's talk about the back setting, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he's still in Gotham. And, and, and I mean, Thomas, you got some points on this. Go ahead, man. What? Hey, number one, number mm-hmm. one, it's not really Gotham City. It's not Gotham City. It's Gotham Town. Yes. It is pulled mm-hmm. in a certain direction. 
Everybody believes in piety. Everybody believes in the holiness of God. You must be, you must be fruitful. You must be plentiful. But you must always remember, God is watching you. What's, what's not really happening is God is not really watching you. The church is watching you. Society, mm. religious, um, <clears throat> religious figures are watching you. And right. Gotham City never really got to bloom. It just stayed a town because that's how they controlled people. They had people thinking that you cannot go beyond yourself in the sense of Gotham can't go beyond itself. It can't grow without us. Right. Going to what Barry said about Bruce being, you know, he, he becomes basically a deacon. He has his own following. He becomes so popular. People are coming to him. They're looking to him for answers, but from God. They're not looking for Batman's answers. Nope. They're not looking for the billionaire playboy. They're looking for the billionaire boy who became a man of God. Yes. Now, moving along with that, Okay, I do have to make the comparisons. Gotham by Gaslight. Okay, mm-hmm. we're looking at Bruce Wayne's world through the eyes of a different Bruce Wayne in both books. Mm-hmm. But in this book in particular, the thing I like about it is that you do see a couple of similarities. You do see a couple of flavors from today's society. You mm-hmm. do see a couple of things being pulled. You, you might see similarities in the news that you see. And the way that you do this, the way that you see this is that how he, Bruce Wayne, and all the supporting characters around him are acting. Yeah. Now, last thing. I no, 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 go ahead, go on. I'm not, no, no, I say go ahead. No, go ahead. The thing I love about it uh-huh. is that Bruce Wayne, once he hears the information, you mm. see something turn on. You see that 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 inquisitor, <clears throat> detective in him say, "Okay, yeah, I, I want to figure out what's happening. I want to see why this man, who I have slight interactions with, would be so concerned about me and my parents, and he would have to come and tell me what he's found." It it, it pulls you in again. The book is very good. The story is very good. It's a solid story. So what I'm saying here, I'll sum it up because I talk too damn much. But what? no, no. Oh. It just it pulls you in. Now you want to know what's going on. I mean, everybody knows the story of Bruce Wayne's parents. Yes. Right, but right. This story does something different, plays on it. It says, what if it was not underworld and all this stuff? Because there's no right. underworld there. Mm-mm. It's a very, very religious and very, very tightly controlled society. So who would have done this? Why would they do this? Why the Waynes? Ah, exactly. Bruce Wayne, the inner detective, come out. His curiosity about why, and it's not that he turns his back on God. It, no, he turns himself into a detective slowly but surely, and you watch this happen through the book. The yeah. story very, very riveting, and that's one of the key things. I will shut up now and let somebody else. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Look, okay. So what I was going to say is, and this is what I was talking about before in the intro, right? Um, and I'm gonna go and pull it up. So. In this book, what they're talking about and, and what's it different. So instead of America being America, no, America is still right. under the queen, the king and the queen, the commonwealth. And this is the backdrop it is. So this is what styles the architecture in the book where they're drawing the, the town, the city, the buildings. It's got a lot of that, that UK, London architecture feels to it. Right. And the reason why, and not just the sole reason, but if we go in history, you're going to look up a guy named Oliver Cromwell. And he's a true victor. You know, he, he's a, a true person that existed. Now, in Oliver's life, back in you know, uh, in the 1600s, so to speak, mm-hmm. Oliver Cromwell ended up with a septa, septicemia. Yeah, I had a whoo. Now, you know, it was like malaria or something like that, and and he ended up dying back then, right? And he's got a thing in history. You look him up in the history books; he's there. But in this story. He lives, and because he lives, and he helps with the Inquisitors, it causes certain events in history, like known history, to just to shift. To shift by a couple of yeah. degrees. Mm-hmm. So yeah. where we would have had the Boston Tea Party because, you know, we're getting away from those Redcoats? No, the Redcoats won. Let's just put it this way. The Redcoats won. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. no North America. There's no Canada. Uh, I can't remember... What it, but that's one of the characters that are in there that exists from, and this is how far back they've planned this from like 1668. Right. And they come up and they deal with certain people. So you'll hear names 
for example, and, and this is all part of the world building. So you'll hear, uh, you know, the Brazilian president, which was uh, George Amando, right? Amado. Mm-hmm. He's a real person. And, you know, and they, and you, they, you hear them mentioning him. Uh, at one point, they talk about, oh, they have to deal with uh, in General North, which seems it could have been Oliver North. Right. Right. Another person. And then they said, okay, well, we have to, you know, um, you know, one of the people that when you see in the first couple of pages, this industrialist gets hanged for kind of going against the grain. And that industrialist was Oliver Queen. He's he's already dead from the get go, from the jump. Right. And then they're looking because Oliver Queen was hanged for publishing for forbidden pornographic air quotes works by Isaac Basives, uh, Basives Singer. I'm terrible with names. We all know this, but that person is a real person. Mm-hmm. And now he wasn't putting pornographic material out in real life. It's just his ideology was a little bit different. And the government at the time looked at it and deemed it that way. And this is how they got rid of Oliver Queen. So right now we know Bruce Wayne is there. His parents are gone. Jim Gordon is there. Right. And we know Vicki Vale is there because Vicki Vale it goes by Victoria Vale. Victoria. Yep. And she's the uh, the you know the reporter. She's the Lois Lane, like Vicky Vale. Everyone yeah. knows Vicky Vale yeah. in the Batman mythos. So right away, and then you know by page two or three, Oliver Queen is dead. Yeah. What just wow. happened? What just happened here? Jeez. God Almighty. Right. And as Thomas was saying, it brings you down to okay, what's happening? Okay, they're looking around for the murders, and Bruce is trying to figure out what's going on. What? Why would someone want his parents dead? Joe Chill is still there. Okay, I see you got a point, man. Hit, hit me up, Thomas. Hit me up. No, because what they do is it's they, okay. I'll break it down. Basically, when he gets the information, he starts going through certain things and remembering certain things. He starts remembering his parents. Starts remembering how they how they died. Um, people start like you, you start finding out the stories, like you mentioned, Alfred Queen and and the pornography, which really wasn't pornography. It was just like. The government at the time said, this is blasphemy. We cannot have this. We cannot have You're a heretic and all that other crazy stuff that that the government said that too. So basically, Bruce Wayne goes into detective mode. Yes. One thing I love about it, they do keep the bat suit, but they keep it as like an heirloom that his father has. It's a, it's a hand-me-down kind of costume that mm. his father was wearing. His father's going to use it. But just and it looks so devilish and it strikes fear to people. And Alfred's like, Well, would you really want to wear that? And he's like, I must. You know, what I mean? <laughs> he goes in and he does his thing. So now he starts investigating as this sort of like not vigilante, because like nobody really knows about him, right? He's no, not like no. a vigilante, like everybody knows as Batman is the you know, he's a protector of Gotham. He basically goes about his business as a detective, but he wants to keep mm-hmm. himself unknown, hooded. So he puts on this costume, gives it a little bit of tweaks. And this is again going to Gray Fogel's art. The way he would draw, the way he would do it, the way he would build a character physically in a comic book to make him look imposing. I love the way he would draw Batman because he, this guy would do things with the cape. He made it look like made it look like he was like a, in those 1940s vampire suits. You know what I mean? Yeah. He gave him the, the cowl of clique and everything. Redrew the bat, redrew the belt, and everything. It looked amazing. It looked amazing. Okay, I'll stop drooling over the art and I'll just go on with what I'm saying. So, <laughs> no, that's what drew me to it, though. I love the art. Yeah, I love the art. Me to it. Because, okay, that's another thing. As a reader, as someone who I love the Batman comics, I'm not saying look behind me. I'm not saying don't I, I don't see Captain nothing America over there. There's nothing there. As a Batman, stop it. As a Batman, like, 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 fan. I had to see the suit. For me, it's all about the suit. Yep. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because because all Batman like fine wine. Please don't edit this out. I sound like I'm crazy. Anyways, so you, you see him put on the suit. He starts doing the investigations. And then, right. bit by bit, he starts getting noticed by the powers that be. Bit by bit. Every night now, he's going out. He's doing his thing. He does his congregation during the day. Comes the bat at night. Very mm-hmm. much like billionaire playboy during the day, running Wayne, uh, the Wayne Foundation and the Wayne Wayne Company, but because Batman at night. But this here, his foundation is God. Mm-hmm. His alter ego is this evil, like looking kind of devil thing he wants to be. But again, it's just to keep his 
you know, to keep his persona hidden. Mm-hmm. And we see, like, like Barry's mentioned, Oliver Queen's already dead. A lot of the other heroes you don't really hear about. But then he runs into a lot of the other characters. One point, and I don't want to get to the end too much. I want, I want us all to discuss this, but one point he runs into other characters. He runs oh, into yeah. Zuntana. He runs yeah, into, yeah, yeah. Uh, can, I, can I mention the names? Yeah, yeah runs, sure. Runs into the Flash. Run, runs into yep. Big Blue. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say what I mean by Big Blue, but runs into these characters. But again, yep. like my man said, what if you took these characters and you just pushed them a bit to the left or right awesome. of their center, of what their characters are? Yeah, correct. And you see these characters in this world that hasn't really like that hasn't really changed, right? Mm-hmm. You see them in their element and you see what they become. Zaytana is not working as one of the good guys. And no, she's not no. right. She right. has where she said she would never do dark magic, she's doing dark ass magic, okay? And right. she's she's hurting the other people that we know as Justice League members. We see the Flash. The Flash is kept like he's he he's being experimented on, right? Mm-hmm. We see like we see uh, Aquaman. Aquaman is like he's not Aquaman. He's not he's not the Prince of Oh, Oliver he's Island. snapped. Yeah, he's he's, he's snapped. Yeah. He's a character, but yeah. you know, he's not snapped, Barry. He's broken. Broken. Yeah, because the characters are all broken bit by bit. We see this thing like a like a like half human, half shark with just just legs, mm-hmm. and you're like seeing, oh my god, what did they do to Aquaman? They took Aquaman's. Oh my god, they took his essence and they made something else because they wanted to see if they could reproduce these things. So this is what they're doing: the pious society, the uplifting church, is doing these things. Now mm. Batman is finding this out. Bruce Wayne is finding out these revelations. And he's yeah. not like, what the is going on? But it's his, it's his character. It's his, it's his nature to be a, you know, to be a, both a fighter and to be a, a to be a detective. Now, Absolutely. Again, and and he's not, you know, what one last thing I want to say? He's yeah. not, he's not the all combatant, all seeing Batman that we know from the comic books that we were raised mm-hmm. on that we know. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so he's a Batman who has some. He's, he's he's physically strong, but he's not you know the Batman that we know. This right. leads to like a lot of confrontations and leads into Batman doing what he has to do to survive. Right. Yeah, and, and I agree with you on that. And and just to kind of give or, you know everyone listening or watching, thank you. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. So you're right, and this is what got me a couple of things. So first of all, as I said, Oliver Queen, we know he passes away. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Alfred now, because Bruce Wayne has given away all his stuff and he's only keeping the mansion, but you see everything wrapped up. Alfred turns around. And he goes, well, sir, I'm, I'm going to leave. And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, well, I made a pack to be here for the Wayne family, but you're okay. So right. now it's time for me to go and be with another family to be a gentleman for another family. And that's fine. We can still keep in touch. And Bruce offers him to say, you can stay at the house. He goes, no, no, you don't need me because you're fine. Now that's all Alfred wanted. In life was to take Facts. care, raise Bruce, and Facts. make sure he was okay. But because Bruce is running around at night dressed as a bat, he's not okay. And he made a <laughs> promise to Thomas Wayne to watch him. So why did these things happen? Well, Joe Chill is still around, and Joe Chill was the one that killed the parents. Then Gordon finds out about Joe Chill and he goes, Hey, I think I found out who killed, you know, the Waynes, who were, you know, Thomas Wayne was a privy. To, uh, you know, to the, to the, he was a doctor to the privy, like he was a doctor to the royalty and everything like that. Went there and but, said, This is what, you know, I found out about him. He's a, he's a publicly known figure. And when he goes and tells his boss, his boss goes, Oh, yeah, Joe Chill. He's like, Yeah, we found him. He's like, Oh, he's in jail. Oh, really? And, he, and he's already dead. Okay. And then the guy takes Gordon's notes and puts him in the shredder and says, Let it go. Forget it. So, now Gordon's turning around and saying, okay, something's fishy. Tells Bruce, he goes, your parents weren't always what you remember them to be. And he goes, what are you talking about? And Bruce goes back to the mansion. Now at this point, Alfred is gone. He goes through his dad's notes, finds a diary, and he goes, well, I think your dad probably left this for you for you to read so you understand him fully as a person. And when he reads it, this is where it comes in. Bruce's dad, yes, he was a high-end physician. So take him like he was a high person of, you know, who, right? Uh, or, you know, the g- governor general, whatever it, right. it, position. 
and he didn't fully agree with the laws. And one of the laws was dealing with abortion. If a woman got pregnant, she was not allowed to abort it. So women were going to back alley clinics and trying or doing methods, trying to abort themselves. And they would end up injuring themselves and then go and see uh, Thomas and Martha. And they had a, a little, let's say, underground clinic that they would actually give proper medical treatment to these people that put themselves in this situation or help them with the abortions. Because even though he worked in that level, he did not agree with what was going on. So that was one. And and it's all those things. If you look at history for what's happening right now, this is book was back in 1991. Here we are in 2023. And he was helping out with abortion clinics, which he shouldn't be doing. Um, there's a couple other things that are kind of what's happening now that he's doing. That's happening now that his father kind of helped on the back end, give certain people health care that shouldn't have it. The vision, the whole nine yards. And because he was such a public figure, there was a vote by a secret society in the star chamber to kill off his dad, but they couldn't do it. They couldn't do a public execution like they did with Oliver. So they had to hire someone to go and kill him to run away. Now, what led to Bruce and the religion is when his parents got killed, we all know his mother's pearls, but no, what this time was left behind was a gold cross that his dad had. And this is what steered him to religion instead of the symbol of the bat right away as a kid. So I think that makes it. Now, for the heroes we come across in this series, we come across heroes with different names. So, for example, you know, Dr. Midnight is in there, but he's in his human form. And he said, oh, I knew your parents. I knew your dad. I knew what he was doing. And kind of talked more about it. And he's like, I was, you know, working with somebody and they threw acid in my eyes. So now I'm blind. I lost my wife, you know, and then... uh uh, Shiera and Carter Hall were killed right. and I'm like okay wait a minute so we've lost Oliver Queen in the beginning yeah. then it's Shiera and Carter Hall which is Hawkman and Hawkwoman and then it's the person he's talking to is actually Dr. Midnight I'm like okay and he's old and 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 you know and then they talk about Ted who was the original Adam right, right? from Justice Society not Justice League and I'm like uh oh here we go and he got me he's like okay so in the first half of the book it seems like are we dealing with an Earth 1 Bruce Wayne? Are we dealing with an Earth 2 Bruce Wayne because he's coming across the Justice Society and not so much the Justice League until maybe a couple of characters at the end? The only one that's kind of different, and I'll explain why, is Barry Allen. We know Barry Allen is the Earth 1 Flash. Jay Garrick is Earth 2. Zentana, she's Earth 1. But I know her dad was it was with Jay Garrick that he teamed up with her dad. So he yeah. her dad was Earth too. So she could have been a, maybe a hybrid of both. Correct. But everyone else is an Earth two. Earth two one. Alan Scott was there as well. To mentioned as well. Yes. Thank so you. So we're we're bringing that type of connection as well. So you're actually right. You're, you're starting to see which world are we? Which world are we pulling characters from? But it seems to be more of Earth two characters are being pulled in. More Minus. two characters are being pulled in, but they're being given, they're being given their, I mean, they're being given their original like 19, 1940s, 1950s feel. Mm-hmm. The difference is. Yeah, but hold up, put a pin in that. that. That's more just a society, right? When you're thinking about it. Exactly. But they're being, they're being more toned down and humanized. Yes. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? They're not the, like, okay, like I mentioned in the beginning, a Batman is. He's not the big old, you know, I, I know every martial art in the world. He's like, I know how to fight. Stop it. I will, I know fisticuffs, my man. He, <laughs> you know, that's, that's him. Yes. These other characters, as you read through them, um, you get the feeling that, you, okay, you get the feeling with the whole story, okay, the whole story development of Gotham Town. You get the whole feeling that, like, like I said, it's not really, it's not really allowed to, breathe and become the city that it becomes so the characters themselves like i said they're an extension of this this world that they live in they're not mm-hmm. really allowed to fully reach their potential no. the only one you really see reaching their potential is the batman yeah but yeah it's true but but what i like is that he stole as i said um you said alan scott okay so so far most of the beginning of this book is everyone i see is just a society yeah right Mm-hmm. So is it an offshoot of an offshoot? Like, like, are we going that far down? Are we being inceptioned? And I, which I like because they could have gone Hal Jordan. They didn't. 
they could have gone, you know, um, Diana Prince. They could have gone. So it was really an offshoot of an offshoot. And then, like, just going back to his parents in the clinic, I, I found what it was. So they were dealing, they were helping out people with abortions, people who were gay, and then the 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 the, the government turned around and wanted to alter their sexual orientation with shock treatments and all that, and it didn't work. They were helping those. So once again, 1991, comic book. 2023, here's how we live it. Okay, so now that's that's my point is we get there, he gets in, and he uses his connections as being a clergyman during the day because he was being trained by another deacon, an archbishop, and he saw their codes. And he's using their codes to kind of get into where he thinks the star chamber is. And the whole thing is he's not fighting. And what I liked is he's not fighting a person. He's fighting an organization. He's fighting, a, 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 you know, an ideology. Exactly. He's fighting no a... joker. <laughs> right? Yeah. But for once, like, I, 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 we're good. I, I know Joker is his, his foil. I get it. It's nice to see that they do something more. I I could see how this would have developed even into maybe a racial ghoul would could have popped up through something like this with the Star Chamber, which I, I thought that would have been some great extension. That would have been it. Yep. 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 So, you know, and when he gets in there, you know, he deals with Zantana. He has to fight um, Clayface. So Clayface is in there. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. You know, he gets in there and he has, and I know people are going to say, oh, you're seeing tears over the mask. And I'm not getting that. But he gets in the room because everyone's talking about the green man. Who's the green man? And and you get into that one room and he finally gets in there. He opens it up. And he's like, what the heck? And it's actually, you know, Clark Kent. It's it's Superman. He crash landed on Earth. You know, he, he, he parents found him. Didn't know what to do. Turned him over to the state. Yeah. They saw he was getting stronger. Couldn't, And they saw, oh, some radiation. You know, this rock came down and it seems to kind of poison him. So to keep him under control, yep. they pumped him full of it and they killed him but they have him up on a cross like jesus christ like a, it's not a true cross i'm talking like a machine but it yeah. has him in that same position like he's on the cross mm-hmm. now let's think of what superman is superman is the savior so even that ideology they sacrifice the savior Dang. yeah yeah, yeah. But that's wow and the beauty of it is, the beauty of it is, the story, because I didn't want, I wanted you to do that, Barry, because you're better at me than that. But, but the beauty of it is, when you see this, you see Bruce's realization. You see now, he's like, okay, okay, hang on a second. My parents are sacrificed. The world that I live in is telling me one thing, but doing quite the other. And now... The, the the green man, the, the you know what I mean. Yeah. Now seeing this this other world person that no other world exists, we're the only world, we're the only one. Only, God loves only us. You see this person from like another world. For what, what was it? What did they say in the Bible? And and God began, and God gave His only begotten Son. You see him there, like Barry mentioned, up strung up, like yep. like Jesus on the cross. And you see them pumping all the stuff out of them. They're 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 taking samples of his skin. You see you see all this. And yeah, you, yeah. This is the point that like th- this is chaotic. Th- th- this has gone beyond just like torturing people. Not the right. half fish half shark guy I saw. <laughs> Not the guy so terrified of his uh, of himself that he, he he he. You know what I mean? Like the Flash Barry Allen that he wants to get away. Not not the the person I never knew, Oliver Queen, who was hung or executed publicly because yeah. he spoke out. Mm-hmm. This is a whole like it's a whole cult, it's a whole thing, and they're pulling the wool over our eyes. You know what I mean? They're pulling the wool over. You know what I mean? So kind of switching that to what what Barry's leading to. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Kind of switching it to what you're leading to. You see a lot of what's happening in the world today in this comic book that was made in yeah. 1991. See a lot of the elements of history taken, twisted, and pushed. Just, just pushed, like I said, a little left or a little right. And you see how it how it changes people. Satana is she's gone, man. She's like, Woo, nuts. yeah. <laughs> right? And she's dealing with dark magic, which she said she would never do. Nope, exactly. Right? Her thing is love, beauty, and magic helps all. <laughs> this satana is, oh, I'm gonna crush you. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a duality in the world, in the world, and therefore, even with the character, you know, I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's Deacon by day, Batman by night. So that, that, that's a lot. There's a lot to take in and, and mm-hmm. messages there. There's a lot of levels. There's a lot of layers, a lot, a lot of layers yes. in that. And uh, even kind of going back, just like we were talking about, I just want to even point out in regards to Barry Allen. When you really think about how Barry got his powers, that fluke of lightning and all the different chemicals and stuff like that, the clergy, they wanted to basically replicate that power. So which never a thought of how could it be so slightly different? You have maybe they have the right amount of vials and not the right, right amount of, uh, you know, liquids and chemicals, whatever. And they started creating different other people because they're trying to mi- mimic Barry's power. You're yes. finding someone who's basically his, he aged within a certain amount of time. He had speed, but he had the wrong type of speed. He aged fast. Another person had speed, mental speed, like she can, she was smart. Yes. Yes. And she had like, but that, that's all, all she had. And some people that just basically their metabolism was vibrating at a certain speed, but it just kind of basically evaporated them. And basically they can reform themselves, but then they're unfortunately every time they're came back together, right. they just a lot of piece of their humanity kept chipping away, chipping away. All right. these people basically are all similar experience ex- experiments of what happened to Barry. What I like in the sense, like, you know, this is now one of those particular, what if, what if Barry, what if Alan, you know, the chemicals were slightly different because no one has ever really gone into that particular, you know, nope. down that, down that rabbit hole. And nope. I like that at least they, they dedicated at least a page or two, just giving a quick little synopsis of this is what's happening, whatever case it be. So, I, I like the I like the mindset in the sense that they gave us an opportunity to see again slightly left slightly right uh-huh. on a particular person. We worked on we worked on Bruce Wayne slightly right slightly left. This is what happened. Barry slightly right slightly left. This is what happened, and these are the results. So it was uh, I I like that aspect of the writing actually being added in and just bring us a, a, a another layer to think about when you put the book down. Wow, I never thought of that approach coming from that side and like kudos let's go yes can i throw some sorry can i just throw one more thing in sure just okay taking away from that book just stepping away from that book for a minute this is what dc needs this is what dc needs to be doing in its movies and its concepts cartoons this is what they need they need to be doing this more because i think books like this Right when when you get a book like this, there's so many layers to it. When you read through it, there's so many things. Like Barry's focusing on um, the characters and the splits, and you know what I mean. The other worlds, how they're how they're blending the characters. Rod is focusing on these experiments, right? Mm-hmm. I'm focusing on like the just just the element of seeing Bruce Wayne have his element. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. And right. this makes a good story because there are twists to this story. Yep. There are things that are happening in the story. And I think that um, a lot of people will take their own thing and if they can sit down, see, this is what makes good conversations happen. They can sit down and say, oh yeah, do you remember when this happened? Do you remember when this happened? Oh, but did you see that? Mm-hmm. This book, this is one of the best stories I've read in a long time from DC. Not because it happens to be my favorite character from DC, but no, no, no. the best stories I've read. Yeah. Right? It, like it's it's it takes a lot of today's world elements, combines it with history, and says, okay, here, what if this? Yeah, like who what knew? This yeah. this is DC's what if? What what if yeah. this? Right, and 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 you know what? And that brings me to a segue, right? I mean, you right there. I mean, that's exactly where I was going with this. So one, I like this book. There clearly, there's only one complaint I have about the book. I, it was built up to me at a nice pace, but at the end, it went a little bit too fast because I wanted more. And I think this story had a lot more to it. It could have been like two volumes, like, you know, Holy Terror 1 and 2. And I think to give mm-hmm. us that nice ending, it would have gone with a nice pacing. So that's my only critique on it, me personally. But um, that's the, if I got to tell you something, that's it. I want it more. That being said, I think that everyone's always looking for something. Will it ever, I don't want to see it live action. I'll be honest. We don't need to have a live action version of this and, you know, because we have a lot of Batman stuff out there, but, okay. but 
you know, if, if the Harley Quinn cartoon is going around on HBO and it's very adult themed mm. and it's funny, you know, we can have HBO turn around and do a cartoon mm-hmm. with this. Yeah. You know, I, th- and here's my pitch DC, what, you know, their cartoons were a little bit stronger, in my opinion, than Marvel's cartoons, mm-hmm. you know, over yeah. the series quality and all that, especially with the Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, that really set the, the bar. Let, let's go back now. I want to see me personally either a one shot, you know, Blu ray or a streaming service, adult theme, just like Harley Quinn is. I mean, you already did it with Harley, you can do it with Batman and do Holy Terror. But get the the original writer, and let him expand on his ending ending of that book a little bit more. Don't go with the end. I want more because you've built up so much in the world that now I need to see it really go out. I mean, the last couple of pages is he gets there, he sees a star chamber, he meets the guy. He's like, "Oh, were you responsible?" And then he's like, "I have no idea." He's like, "What do you mean? We don't keep records. What we do in the star chamber is we make a decision." on somebody we write the names down we put it in for a vote nobody knows who writes what name when the vote mm-hmm. is done and cast everything gets burnt that's it that's it we take all the papers with the names on it we burn it i don't know who voted on what so all you know is me you you might stop me but you're not gonna start stop the star chamber and that's bruce's thing is he says very quickly oh i'm working with certain people because you finally see his version of the batmobile you know on one page and i'm like all right great and I'm going to bring down the star chamber. Got it. Okay, cool. All right. So even then, that could be like a jump off point. But I'm really saying, DC, turn around. And I said this about Marvel. Just how Marvel came out with What If on Disney Plus. Right. Right. And, and, and it was like individual stories, but it had a little bit of a common theme. You can do Elseworlds. I mean, Gas Gotham by Gaslight was an Elseworlds tale, but it wasn't under the Elseworlds brand. This was the first one under the Elseworlds brand where they actually made the Elseworlds trademark logo so you can do dc elseworlds and do these stories and this is what i'm talking about is like give me this story as a dc elseworld expand on the ending a little bit more because right now you put in a lot of members from the justice society let's just say for for the heck of it a couple from the justice league okay but i was really justice society i think you should have take out for me take out barry allen put in jay garrick if you're going to go with Justice Society, go with Justice right. Society 100%. Right. Make it adult-themed. Put it on streaming service and do it that way. And then do Elseworlds because a lot of the fans know and we see. We've seen that on the big screen regardless if it's uh, Affleck, you know, if it's um, – who, who's the other guy that played him? Patterson playing Patterson. Batman, mm-hmm. Christian Bale. There's some element of the live action hey. of the Dark Knight hey. Returns, da-da-da. Right. Michael Keaton. Michael, oh, of course, Michael Keaton. No, but I'm talking recently. No, no, no. I wasn't forgetting anybody. I'm just saying, like, just <laughs> recently, the past couple of years, yeah. right? And Michael mm-hmm. Keaton, yeah, he's coming back. You know, I mean, they did Batgirl dirty, but still, the the DC do DC Elseworlds, and right. and this way you don't have to commit to a weekly series. You don't have to commit to a monthly series. Once a year, here's an Elseworld. Yeah. You know what? That that's an amazing thing. HBO can just round out the end of the year. Take one character. Take Batman. Take Superman. Whatever. Lead them all into one story. Yeah. That was totally amazing. Yeah. And, you know, this is another thing. Sorry to pull it away from what we're talking about today. This is another thing. DC really needs to look at what it has. It's got gold. And sometimes they don't focus on the gold. They just want, get the brass ring. Get it out there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Make a story fit. Right? Let's. How did Superman come to land on this world? Let's let's see a story like that. Branch out, expand, expound. Your yeah, DC. exactly. You know what I mean? Of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times do we need to see? It's like, okay, we're doing a DC movie. Yeah, who are we doing? Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Yeah, okay, we're good. Oh, we'll throw in Aquaman. All right, we'll throw in Hawkman. Okay, but you know, there's Dead Man. Who's Dead Man? Who who's the chairman of Warner Brothers? You need to leave. You don't know who Dead Man is? Okay, you got. So this is what we talk about in this show. We got to talk about Dead Man. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, that's that's my whole nine. You know, that's my Renamuck theory of that. So keeping that in mind, mm. who would you guys, let me go around the table here. I'll start with you, Rod. Who would you see? Okay, first of all, would you see this as a cartoon? Are you on my uh, line of thinking or would you want it as live action? No, no, this this got this got to be uh, a cartoon. It has to be a cartoon. And like you said, it's a good parody in the sense of what the Marvel did with What If. 
this would be a perfect way of doing the Elseworld version of it. Basically, if you're going to call it Elseworld, call it Elseworld. If not, call yes. it whatever. But it's similarity in that particular realm. You are absolutely correct. Do this like maybe at least once a year. Even if you did it like in the sense of, let me retract and, and say Elseworld again. When they did Elseworld for the Flash, when they did with the CW and everything like that, they yes. had all those different ones. And they all led to what Thomas is saying. All led to one particular storyline. Perfect. Let's do something along that line. Now, who the person I would like to have? Listen, yeah. I'm going with someone who's doing this. I'm going with an animated, going cartoon. Yeah. So I'm going with voice. Of course, we're doing voice, but we're not going to yes. do a live, a live picture, a live person in an animated background. We're not doing any SpongeBob type of movie. We'll just leave it at that. David Hasselhoff. Okay, cool. Nice. Um, <laughs> who nice. I would pick is Ben McKenzie. Ben McKenzie. Now, if you're taking half a second, we've seen this man in two, two. Fat girls type of environment. This is uh, this is the ed- the uh, the actor who played um, Jim Gordon in uh, the show Gotham. Oh yeah, yeah, he was on the OC, right? As well as Slash, he did the voice for Batman Year One. He was Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne. Okay, okay, Batman okay. Year, year One. Okay. Now, reason why I wanted to pick him. Because we can tell because of this particular story, you can understand that this is more of a Elseworld slash year one yes, type okay. of environment. True. You true. know what I mean? Gotcha. So if we're gonna go, if we're gonna go there, and we're gonna just kind of like go a little bit left or a little bit right, whatever. This is where we'll go to Ben. We'll take Ben back again and say, Ben, again. we're just gonna push you on the shoulder. Eh, we'll push you to the left. <laughs> you just do who you would have year one. Eh, come this side. Right. And basically, has he already has the grit and the the voice for he already had the the attitude and he already portrayed year one going through those type of struggles because this is now even this is not even this will be more like year year point six <laughs> six months this is Batman six months in we're yeah. not even in the year yet he's not even we're not here. even in the year yet we're not mm-hmm. even in the year. we're not no. even three months in yeah. He's yeah. got the information, and he's just basically going and finding the alpha from his dad's old club, you know, that kind of scenario. So we're like right. six months in. And as a side note, I will just have to say, just to go back, that, yes, Bruce in, in this particular storyline, in Holy Terror, he did not go away to train or anything like that. He did do, like you said, the fisticuff type of training. Uh, Jim right. Gordon of those days had given him that type of training. Yes. So he has something. He has some kind of combatant, you know, just the basic police inquisitor type of knowledge of how to fight mm. the cuff, to stay alive on the streets of some time. That's who that's where I go. I would just definitely use utilize who we have already. Uh-huh. Again, seems like you know I'm help I'm helping out DC. I'm helping out DC. Warner Brothers. You got you got you have gold. The man just said you have gold. The man down there just said you have gold. Use the gold. Ben, let's put Benny back again. Yes, my precious. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> All right, so that's Rod. Okay, so I got you. Okay, man. All right, I got you. I got you. All right, so Thomas, now, as a guest, who, who who would you see as a voice actor for Batman in this role as a – well, first of all, do you see it live action or are you going animated? I know I think we're, the theme is right now we're all going animated, right? I'll tell you why I would never go live action. Okay. Number one – too much money spent on feeding a guy chicken breasts and carrots so he can be in him for like three months to puff up his chest when you could just simply sew them into the suit. I never one, thought one of, of the guys, I never thought of the budget. I never thought of the this? budget for feeding the person. I've never thought of the budget to feed the person really? chicken and carrots. Okay. I've golf clap. I'm sorry, sorry everyone. I had to just jump in on that. I've never in all my years of thinking of a movie, we're putting a budget to make sure we feed you to buff you up, Ben Affleck. Oh my god. Let's just be a little bit comical right now. Well but it's true, Doro. It's not that's true. You can tell me me to pay you fifty thousand dollars for each chicken breast and carrots. Cartoon. (laughs) 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 But dude that fifty grand looks better in my pocket. And you is coming out. Holy, yeah. man, that was hilarious. Secondly, second, uh-huh. second, save the duck. Save the duck. No, but no. Seriously, I'd rather do it cartoon because there's so much more you could do. Again, Fact. you could you you Fact. make this such a like 
you can make the city personal unto your own art, but you can also show how the city didn't grow. You can show so much. The Batmobile, you can show so much. The city, Secondly, now. Yeah. Go mm. on. Are you ready for this? All right. Preach. Let's see what you got there. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. I used to watch him as one of the Winchester brothers. I love him. Jensen Eccles. Jensen Eccles, the voice he puts on for Batman cuts right to the point. I'm not mad at Jensen for doing <laughs> for doing the boys and having to get buffed and realize you could have just had the muscles stoned into the suit. But we ain't gonna talk, we ain't gonna talk about that. We'll leave it alone. Okay. But no, seriously, Jensen Eccles and Troy Baker. Troy Baker, like he did he did one of the, the this guy, Batman the Telltale series. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just the, because when you hear Troy Baker's voice, okay, Jensen Eccles, I love him. He's a great actor. Don't take that wrong way. I like him as an actor. I don't love him personally or physically. Don't none of y'all go there. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, you do you. I like him as an actor. He's amazing. He's he's got he he when he goes to work, he goes to work. Yeah. But yeah. his voice is very distinctive, and I like what he did with his voice in 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 like the. When he, oh gosh, I had it right here. I'm sorry. Uh, what he did, um, oh uh, gosh, anyways, when he did his Batman, Halloween, the long Halloween, the long, well, he did, yes, on that one. Sorry. Sorry. Long no, 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 but you're, you're listening to his voice all the time. You're like, I yeah. know that voice, right? Right, I know that voice. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. what pulled you and you made you listen more. Now, for Baker, that's what Batman sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He just has that voice, like it's 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 not like it's too deep, but it's it's right. like it flows out of him. He, you know, okay, this is when you hear his voice. I play the games. I have them, man. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to ask you a question. You're like, go ahead, ask that question, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen. You say what you got to say, man. You have to listen, right? Yeah. Um. I'm not going to say Robert Conroy because he's my favorite because I used to watch the TV series, the cartoon TV series all the time. But uh, yeah, I mean, these are the two, these are my two. But going back to the, the first one, yes, people out there, I talk way too much. But anyways, going back to the first <laughs> one, I think animation because animation, like I was saying, you can do so much with animation. And when you see animation, like, okay, let's look at um, a book that they turned into a cartoon, two, two part cartoon. The Dark Knight Returns. Yes. The book. Okay, Frank Miller. Absolutely. The book was amazing. Because what he did is he took Batman and showed him as a big bulky guy who was older. Yeah. The, the animation, when they did it, you, 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 you took the comic book, you said, hey, you put it down, you sat back and you watched. Because so you're seeing one for one. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can, there's so much more you can do. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's easier to draw a Batmobile than actually build one and then try to film it from different angles, right? Because of the budget. So I agree Not with you. Fun of Barry. It was the eighth grade, okay? <laughs> I cut my dad, but daddy's car in half for nothing, people. Nothing. <laughs> you got licks. Um, you know, uh, so I, I agree with you. So I, I jumped up because I had to say, and, and you know, I'm, I'm with you and all, all your points. And what got me is because I was going with uh, Jensen Eccles. To play the voice. <laughs> sorry, man. Right? Sorry. No, no, no. Don't be sorry. It's happened before a couple of times. Oh, we've done that, yeah. The same person, out, man. So let's just show you. We're all on the same page. So, and I'm going to say, and don't get me wrong, Kevin Conroy, beautiful. He's done Batman for years. Absolutely. Now, if we're going with a, a, a Batman, you know, six months in, but he's a full-grown man, he's a deacon, stuff like that, Jensen Nichols has that voice, and he's got that commitment. To show you how committed he is, anyone listening, go and look on his uh, Instagram page. And if you scroll back far enough, you will see how he dressed for one Halloween. And then he took these pictures just to put it out there. He dressed up as Batman, head to toe. And when I say commit, yeah, there's people, other people are dressed up. Yeah, but he dressed up, got a photographer, and then he went to a top of a building. And he stood on the edge of the building with the sunset to get the picture in his costume. And he didn't have a typical Batman costume. He had a different variation of the costume. The mm-hmm. jawline, how he was in there, d- dead on. Like I'm like, okay, I would watch a, a movie with him as Batman. I would watch a live-action series with him as Batman. I think that 
He's done work on TV. I know they don't like to put a live-action Batman on TV, but Jensen mm-hmm. Eccles, if they had to finally do a Batman TV series, true to it, week after week, Jensen, Jensen is the guy, like, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, he looks the part. He, and the thing is, he's so committed. You know, there's actors out there that's like, did you read the source material? Oh, uh, the source what? Okay, you got to go. But if you're going to the point where you're going to get a costume made, get a photographer, go to the top of a building and take the time to do the picture and do it right to say, yeah, I like to play Batman. And that picture is what got him the voice work that he's doing right now in D.C. Yes, he did the boys. And once again, you know, exactly, exactly. That's the picture. Thomas is holding it up for those watching. That's the picture. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it and put it up. That Jensen Eccles is a young Bruce Wayne, six months in. So, if he can do that mm-hmm. on his own, live, he will definitely do this in the material. Yep, exactly. Yep. Those are beautiful pictures. Yep. I'm gonna put the find them and put them up when we have this up. He's gonna do, I think, a well. Like he's young, he's in his career, he's got the shape, he's got the look. Jensen mm-hmm. Eccles to me would be my voice actor for Batman Holy Terror. And I know we're coming to the end, but I'm going to throw out a couple of thinking points for any of the people that are listening and watching. First of all, thank you. But with Jensen Eccles coming around, let's put it this way. When I say we expand the world, okay, so we've talked about mostly Justice Society, but we know with Justice Society, there's Vicky Vale that's there. So is there a Catwoman? What's her role? Right. Will they be a uh, uh, Helena, a Helena Wayne? Like the Huntress, yeah. Earth 2, what's yeah. her role? There will be a Dick Grayson, you know, what's his role? So there's a whole lot of the Bat family that hasn't even been touched on yet okay. that I think would fit into the Holy Terror world, including, like, you know, Dr. Robert Lang, Man Bat, you know, uh, really the easiest one, Azriel. Okay, if you're dealing with religion, Azriel, come on now. Woo! <laughs> Come on, on, son. I'm going to expand on that a bit and just throw in one more voice. One more voice. Sure. I I know he's not a voice actor. Actually, he's done a couple of it, but it. Don't matter if he's a voice actor. Hit me with it. Brad Pitt. Pitt. Yeah. Because of the way his voice is textured, because of the way this Bruce Wayne is, Brad Pitt's voice is a little bit clearer, but it's it's got layers to it. It, It's got, you know what I mean? That's another voice you have to listen to. It's so, like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you because first of all, I'm a huge King of the ha- King of the Hill uh, fan, huge King of the Hill fan, mm. and I know I'll say this patch, and if anyone is a fan, you'll know who I'm talking about. So you got Boomhauer that's on the show, and yo man, what's going on, man? You know, and Boomhauer's brother was getting married, and that voice was played by Brad Pitt. Wow. Ah. Yes. Yes, yes. So here we are. We're coming to the end of the Iconist podcast. Sorry, Thomas. What, what do you got to say, man? I know really you got quick, some stuff. Really quick, really quick. One last thing to throw in. Yeah. Another thing you guys can throw in at DC is now the deacon can take in homeless children. Robin. Jason Todd. See? That, okay, right. There's, there's, there's meat on the bone. There's meat on the bone. Mm-hmm. So... Before we wrap this up, I know, Thomas, what do you got going on, man? I know you got some stuff coming up you want to kind of talk or mention, let the fans know. I, I am creating a festival. There's a festival started I wanted to do. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I do stand up with my boy, Barry. Barry, I love you. One of the funniest guys I know. <laughs> We're not right ahead. It's going to be up there pretty soon called Nothing But Laughter. We are going to be bringing you some of the best comedies, some of the cleanest comedies, some, of the, some, some guys you've never heard of and guys you've only heard of. We're doing a festival out in the county, that is Prince Edward County, and yeah, we're going to be doing it next year to start it up, but but look out for Nothing But Laughter, that's NBL or NothingButLaughter.com. Okay. No, no, go on, go on. Tommy's Toys and Trinkets, it's some of the crazy RC stuff that I bought over the year, and some of the other things you can see there um, that I've I've run into and found it through shops. Uh, also, uh, yeah, Th- those are the things I'll be doing. Those are the things I'll be bringing to you. And um, cool, yeah, nice, <laughs> impressive. To- okay, so got it. So nothing but laughter. Um, and Tommy's t- toys and trinkets. Got it. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna share the link to those 
for anyone that's watching and, and, you know, when this comes out, anyone that's watching, please go and check him out. Sign up on his page. Uh, follow him. Put him on your favorites. Keep an eye out for it. You cannot miss it. One uh, last thing. One yes, because we're on the ground floor. What's the last? Hit me. Hit me. What's going on? Luke Smiles, there you go. Nigel Stockwell. He'll be coming back. Nigel Stockwell. All right, then. We'll put up on the link. So Nigel Stockwell, is, it, Thomas Patrice, Nigel Stockwell on TikTok. Does a lot of TikToks. They're very funny. You know, he'll tell you why he's better than you. It's almost like MJF from AEW. Love it. Um, nothing but laughter. Festival coming out next year. Keep your eyes out for it. Put it in your favorites. And, of course, uh, Tommy's, Trinkets, Tommy's Trinkets and Toys on YouTube. I've seen the toys. I've seen the trinkets. Keep your eyes open. Like, subscribe, and share like this page with his page and everything else. Rod, we know we can find you where? You can find me on Instagram. I'm Mr. Rod C. Listen, I'm around there. Also, you can find me on Twitch. I stated down there at DJ Rod C. Listen, make sure you come true. Say hi. Say I, I saw you on the Iconist. Look, just do a halo. I hail you back. Let's go. That's right it. on. And as I said, my name is Barry3D, Barry3D.com. You can't miss it. Uh, big special thanks once again to Jaybird Digital Arts. Uh, you know, and remember, this not has to be the only podcast you listen to. Just make sure we're one of the podcasts you listen to. So like, subscribe, go. share, tell your friends. Don't let the show be a secret. And on that note, as I always say, this whole world was started by a piece of paper, a pencil, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. Let's go. Woo.